welcome back to Living Our Breast Lives, episode 20, a podcast not only about two women thriving with metastatic breast cancer, but also self-love, appreciation, and overall awakening to this beautiful gift we call life. Each episode, we will be focusing on a different theme that will highlight the overall episode. Please don't forget to not only tune in, but to also subscribe and review. Welcome back, and thank you for tuning into our podcast, Living Our Breast Lives. My name is Brittany, and with me is Ren. Welcome back. Welcome back. So today is number 20. I just can't even believe we're here because episode 20 also means that it is our one-year podcast anniversary, and holy crap, Brittany, I am so freaking proud of us. It feels like episode one because I don't have a microphone that works, and I don't have earphones that work, so we've come a long way. Yeah, we're back to square one, it seems. Well, so Brittany and I, were doing a very lighthearted episode today. We have a lot of celebrations and a lot of wins, and it's, we're just going to keep it really light and uh, meaningful, and we really hope that you like it. And of course, like the first thing we're going to talk about is this one-year anniversary, because that's huge. I mean, Britt, if you really think about it, we started this podcast. We had no idea what we were doing. We started it in your backyard. I just remember sitting there and brainstorming. And I remember at first talking about it and almost thinking like, yeah, right. You know, like we've got so much going on with our health and just like with life in general. Can we really, you know, bring this into fruition? And and I mean, I look back a year later and us talking outside in my backyard turned into something beautiful and we're really helping people. And I'm just so freaking proud of us. Yeah. You know, um, I know we really wanted to start the podcast. And then once we started looking into it, there was that moment of OMG, do we even know what we're getting ourselves? (laughs) And I don't think it was necessarily the content. It was more the computer aspects and the logistics because you know, I hate to say it and age myself, but I've been out of high school now for 18 years. So I'm now, you know, technology illiterate when it comes to things. So, well, lucky for, you know, us, at least one of us is somewhat technologically capable. So, <laughs> and one tries to use Google as much as I am. So, yeah. And like another thing, I just remember it, it makes me a little emotional. I just remember when we were both first, you know, diagnosed, it was such a blessing that we had each other, you know, but I think about women right now who are recently diagnosed and scared and confused. And I just, I know like deep in my heart that when they listen to us, the content is relatable. I mean, questions are answered. I just can't imagine how many women this really truly has helped. And my whole reason for wanting to do this in the first place was because we didn't have anything like this when we were first diagnosed. And I thought to myself, well, I mean, just because we didn't have it, you know, doesn't mean that other women in the future being diagnosed with MBC shouldn't have it. And so I'm just, I'm really proud. I'm proud of what we created here. Yeah. I feel like before our podcast, I think a lot of the information was hoping that you knew somebody who knew somebody that had metastatic breast cancer and hopefully could get in contact with them to ask any questions 
you might have and hopefully get some answers. And if you didn't have that, then you were reliant on doctors who basically give their medical expertise, which we all know is appreciated, but rough around the edges. (laughs) Yeah. And just like, it's not as relatable. Like, I mean, you're telling me stuff from science, which is appreciated and very knowledgeable, but you're not telling me, I mean, there's no feeling involved in facts, you know, very objective. And not to mention they've never gone through it themselves. Well, potentially not. Yeah. No one. So it's always so much easier to hear from somebody that's gone through it or currently going through it. There's just a lot more, like you said, like relatable expertise in that. But even that's tough too, because then the great thing about this segment you just completed more than a statistic is that you got to see not just one type of MBC, you got to see the different subtypes because that's huge. You know, like one of the things that was almost like disheartening is like, you know, you see these like amazing people who are thriving who are like, oh yeah, I've been doing this for like five years now. And then you're like, oh, you're triple positive. I'm not, you know, or, you know, a different subtype. So it was really nice to see all of the thrivers out there. And it was across a wide range of subtypes. So it was kind of like you gave hope to everybody, you know, it was like all encompassing. So that meant a lot. Oh, you're making me emotional. (laughs) You need to not drink wine is your problem. I know we shouldn't have done, you know, our little dance beforehand, (laughs) which by the way, enjoy because it's a little bit of a shit show. Enjoy. (laughs) I mean, that's, Every single time we try to record an episode, there is about an hour, hour and a half shit show that ensues. And then somehow we put a podcast (laughs) together. So speaking of the more than statistic segment on Instagram, moving forward, I do also want to talk about our second celebration today, which is the fact that you and I have both just celebrated our three year MBC Where uh, I made it. Yep. Where my oncologist looked me in the eye and told me how many years she gave me based off an outdated statistic from a textbook. And I am still sitting here with no evidence of disease, kicking ass like you, just like all of the other women that I featured on our Instagram page. But what I will say is that the immunotherapy that I'm on right now is so new that there really are no statistics for it in metastatic breast cancer. So for me to be given that self-doubt and to be given that negative headspace, for what? For what exactly? Because I was in that headspace for a very long time and it took me a while to pull my ass out of that headspace too. And that's why this moment feels so good when I can say that I have been living with metastatic breast cancer for three years and I am thriving with my, both my middle fingers up in the air as we speak. I think that's why I'm really good at ignoring things, like ignoring everything. You can tell me the best news, I'll ignore it. You can tell me the worst news, I'll ignore it. I just exist, you know? Well, I mean, I love that because I take things to heart, especially when it's coming from my oncologist. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we're clearly proving the statistics wrong. All of the women featured on our Instagram page, they are proving the statistics wrong. Like, how do you feel, Brittany? How do you feel right now making it three years 
you're sitting here right now doing this podcast with me, one year podcast anniversary. How does Brittany feel? I think I feel like I am so glad I've had three years because woo we have they gone by so quick. I think the key to longevity or like I say beating this disease is I just look forward. I don't look back. Like I've always been one in life who loves having things on the calendar to look forward to. And I think when I was initially diagnosed, I was very apprehensive about scheduling too much, thinking like I might not make it to that. And now I'm like, nope, screw that. (laughs) I'm going to just keep planning. And I just think constantly looking forward, moving forward is the way to keep a positive mindset. And it doesn't have to be something grand. Like it could be looking forward to the first day of winter. It could be looking forward to going out and having a green St. Patrick's Day beer. Like, I mean, they can be, it's all about what you choose to make the things that you want to look forward be like. Absolutely. And we know you and I, you know, we're simple people like hell yeah. For that green beer. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's something I'm looking forward to. Well, it's funny that you say that because I did something the other day. Um, I was actually on our Instagram and I came across one of our followers and they did something so interesting where I was like, you know what? Like, I'm going to go and do this. So she went into her phone and she went a year in the future. So she went like, let's say we're in September of 2022. She put in her calendar for September, 2023, some really amazing, uplifting message of like, listen, like you are now year four, you made it, you came so far. And I was like, wow, I love that. I was like, I'm going to manifest the shit out of that too. And like, I opened my phone, I went to September. And so uh, it was so easy, you know, to just fast forward a year, put that, you know, in my calendar. And then what an amazing surprise you know, next year is going to roll around and I'm going to come across, you know, that alert on my phone. And it's like, holy shit, like another year, like I manifested it. I kept a positive attitude and it came true. And like, here I am, you know, another year into this journey. And we survived COVID with it too. We did. I, that's another thing too. I was very low key with the fact that I just got COVID recently, but that was not fun. And you, my friend, also just got COVID recently, but your magnificent vacation is where you got it. I know. Okay. So let me just like, Iceland, I love you. You really left a piece of yourself with me (laughs) a little bit longer. Appreciate it. Uh, I totally planned Iceland because it was like, I mean, this information is over a year ago. It was like, 95% of the country at the time was vaccinated. Their cleaning protocols are off the chart. I'm like, I'm going to be outside the whole time. I mean, it's not a popular, I shouldn't say it is becoming popular, but it's definitely not very populated. I'm going to be so safe there. I still wore my mask on the plane and the airport, all that stuff. And then it's like two days before the end of the trip, I'm like, Ooh, not feeling so well. I was thinking it was because I did this um, polar plunge. Well, it's not like a polar plunge, but it's like this ritual that they do where you're in like a hot geothermal spring and then you do a polar plunge into like 40 degree water. And I was thinking, okay, I just like shocked my system. It needs a day to recover. So I felt, you know, feverish for a day. And then like, it seemed like cold symptoms. Well, then doesn't my dad test positive? So I'm like, and you're like, here we go. 
yep, guess I got a test. And when I tested positive, I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, how the heck did I get it? Like, I'm so glad we made it to when they had a vaccine available, you know? Girl, and they, me too. You know, it's not, it's still bad, but you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. not as bad as it had been. Just the I, fact that this was the one place that you thought that you were potentially safe. Exactly. I mean, I literally <laughs> planned Iceland thinking on worst case scenario, COVID would still be around. P.S. Never thought it would still be around. And then that's where I get it. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> that's and just, like yeah. I mentioned, you and I both survived not getting COVID when both of our husbands had COVID yep. and we were in the same house as them. Yep. And that but, was in the thick of it too. That was the first strand where ev- there was no vaccine and everybody was freaking out. Yep. Yep. God was with us. That's all I can say. I always think back like this episode that we're doing right now, I think back to like, you know, our, the, the first episode that we ever did, you know, a year ago today, it was when we told our stories and I think back to both of our stories and they're, they're horrendous. I mean, they're, they're, I don't even listen to that episode because sometimes it's so hard. You know? I don't really even like, like to think back to that time. Cause I think it was such a dark time. And it like, was. when you think about how it is when you're initially diagnosed, it's dark. It's it so, is dark. so dark. And I think that if you keep, for whatever reason, keep going back and reliving that or like putting your thoughts there or listening back to what you were feeling in that moment, like that is just so dark that it will keep you from seeing that the light you're dancing in right now. Like, Yeah. And the crazy thing too, is the other side of that is it empowers the shit out of me. I'm like, if I could get through that and sit here three years later, like I can do just about anything, you know, like it makes me feel powerful. It makes me feel like I can conquer the world. And so it's just wild. It's wild. (laughs) You know, you just like, you look at our, you know, all of the episodes that we've completed and we've just come such a long way with the podcast, but also as individuals, emotionally, physically, spiritually, psychologically, like girl, we've, we've done the damn thing. Yeah. (laughs) And I know we talked a little bit about Iceland. Well, the last thing I guess I really wanted to talk about regarding celebrations were our kick-ass vacations that we just took. So you told us a little bit about like the polar plunge, but like, is there anything, any other highlights from your vacation that you want to share? I mean, I planned the most epic vacation and I'm going to toot my own horn with that. Like the amount of hours that I put into it, the amount of planning, the amount of research, I mean, I couldn't have done any more. And what I realized is Iceland is not just a beautiful country, but the people there are equally as magnificent because they are the warmest, most welcoming people. And you can tell that they just love their home and they love this world. And it was so wonderful to be around people like that because that's how I feel with nature. And I think the huge takeaway that I learned was that What I planned was definitely doable because I learned from my research other people had done. But if I were to do everything that I had hoped to in each day, I would just be racing around, seeing a spot to move on, seeing a spot to move on. And I didn't want that vacation. I wanted to really experience where I was in. in my surroundings. Yes. And I think that's like the huge thing that I 
feel people miss on vacations, especially more like our generation. I hate to say it. They aren't immersing themselves in an experience sometimes. And that I was almost kind of sad for them because I'm like, you are in Iceland. Like, you know, this is where dreams are made. Like this place does not seem real. And like for everyone in life, especially like those who, you know, might have a little bit of stress and anxiety because of their health or anything else going on in your life. There is nothing better than just sitting in nature and experiencing the wonderment of it all. Like, I loved it. Like, I went behind waterfalls and got soaking wet. I did not care. Like, I made angels in the sand on the black sand beach. Like, I put my hand in the Arctic Ocean just to feel it. Like, I don't know. I just wanted to feel as much as I could. And I loved it. I loved every second. Like Iceland's indescribable. I'm so glad that you had such an amazing time. Yeah. But how was Honduras? Because I mean, that's pretty nature-esque. So it's funny that you were just talking about, you know, not really having an itinerary and just kind of like taking it day by day and just relaxing and taking it all in because that's exactly what we did. So we did oh, no, not I had an itinerary. I just had to throw it to the wayside because <laughs> I was like, no, but um... yeah, well, we did not have a single plan. We actually have a mutual friend that lives over there. And so the best part for me was waking up in the morning. So like, as I've said in our previous episode, um, Roatan is actually the second largest uh, coral reef in the world, aside from Australia. And so when you would go out into the ocean, you would only have to swim like a few feet and you were there, you were at the coral reef and the underwater life. I mean, I have no words for how beautiful these fish were. I mean, we did night snorkeling where we saw squid. Yeah, hell no. Nope, 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 (laughs) We saw stingray, we saw crabs. Night snorkeling was terrifying. I most likely will not do that again, but I like to always do things like once say that I did it. I would never do night snorkeling because you said it terrifying. Number one, it is. you mentioned the word squid and I know they're active at night and anything with tentacles. I'm out. Like, I mean, you, it's total pitch black and like all you have is a flashlight, but the bioluminescence was worth the entire experience. I mean, the guide that we were with, he goes, turn off your flashlights. And I remember just looking at him with like my big old goggles on and I'm like in disbelief. I'm like, you want me to turn my flashlight off right now? He says, yes, for about one minute, turn it off. So this man dives a little bit further into the ocean and he starts twirling around. And the next thing I know, it looks like I'm in a sea of glitter. It was that is so cool. It was breathtaking. It's like, yeah, it, it makes me think of like the movie Avatar. Yeah. I mean, I could night. not believe what I was seeing. So like the squid was scary. The lobster was scary. The, you know, I saw like a, um, I saw a fish sleeping, which was probably the highlight of my entire experience. (laughs) But, um, aside from the night snorkeling every single day, it was very relaxed. And because we knew somebody there, they would drive us around and we experienced the whole Island, like both sides of the Island. Like we experienced non-touristy things. Uh Uh-huh which I kind of think that I want to do on vacations moving forward. You know, it's fun to kind of hang out at the resort and like do the pool and the beach and the excursions, but like getting away and really seeing how 
the people live there and the culture behind it was just, it was really special. And so it was a vacation. It was a dream vacation for us, just like waking up and going snorkeling every single morning and not having anything on the schedule and just being present and just being present with my husband too. You know, it just, it was wonderful. I, everybody needs to just go on their dream vacation. And I consider Iceland and I consider, you know, Roatan, like those were dream vacations for us. And more importantly, now we just need to plan the Ren and Brittany dream vacation. (laughs) I'm literally, I don't know what can pass what I've already done at this point. Well, I'm thinking beach, relaxing. I love beaches. Some wine or a nice pina colada. Well, I'm proud of us, like kicking ass, taking really great vacations. And I advise everybody else to do the same. Go take that vacation. (laughs) Permission given. (laughs) All right. So one last thing before we conclude our episode and before Brittany does her beautiful takeaway is our next episode. Episode 21 will of course be about NBC awareness. So I'm really excited about that. Also, if you would like to be featured on our Instagram page, we're doing a um, metastatic breast cancer, October segment, just to bring awareness to us and showcase like other thrivers stories and the importance behind showcasing other women. So feel free to message us to be featured along with many other thrivers, because as we know now, October is about us too, and we must not be forgotten. (laughs) Very well said. So today's takeaway is from Maya Angelou, which I feel like she's been featured in a couple of my takeaways. She's just that phenomenal. Today, is I've learned that no matter what happens or how bad it seems today, life does go on and it will be better tomorrow. I've learned that you can tell a lot about a person by the way he or she handles these three things, a rainy day, lost luggage, and tangled Christmas tree lights. (laughs) I've learned that regardless of your relationship with your parents, you'll miss them when they're gone from your life. I've learned that making a living is not the same thing as making a life. I've learned that life sometimes gives you a second chance. I've learned that you shouldn't go through life with the catcher's mitt on both hands. You need to be able to throw some things back. I've learned that whenever I decide something with an open heart, I usually make the right decision. I've learned that even when I have pains, I don't have to be one. I've learned that every day you should reach out and touch someone. People love a warm hug or just a friendly pat on the back. I've learned that I still have a lot to learn. I've learned that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. Oh, I loved that. Love, love, love that. Thank you. That was very special, Britt. I'm so good at these. It's ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, there's the wine talking. myself on the back right now. Um, Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast, Living Our Breast Lives. Feel free to follow us on Instagram at Living Our Breast Lives, where we will share podcast updates, special dates, educational resources, and of course, health updates for those following our MBC journeys. Have questions, comments, or anything else you would like answered on our podcast? Send us a message on Instagram. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts as we celebrate one year. And as always, choose kindness. Someone may look fine on the outside, but you never know who's actually struggling on the inside. Until next time, don't forget to live your best lives. God bless. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>